It's not recording. It's recording. Oh. Hi, guys. Fun. Welcome Fun. back to the podcast. I feel Fun. like our Fun. intro is always so cringe, Fun. but... What? Fun. This is our, like, 90th time. Okay, no. this We recorded the whole podcast episode, and we have to record it again because... It was too short. It was literally 23 minutes. Long. Can we even on we're not even about that. Yeah. So. Also, comment on, you comment on podcasts? No. Nope. We oh, DM us on Instagram, whatever. DM us on Instagram if you actually would like to. We would appreciate it. Because we don't know how to literally start the podcast. Like, yeah. I don't like, hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Should I we make like a little intro like song or like do a little rap for you guys? <laughs> No, we should write like like we should like sing like we should open. <laughs> we should sing. A- <laughs> no, we would get literally. We uh, should sing our favorite worship song to start out the podcast. Oh, okay. Um. Anyways, favorite worship song right now. Sing it on favorite? I'm not singing. We should favorite. actually share. We should actually share like our favorite worship song right now. I don't know mine actually. Um. I can't even look because I'm zooming on my phone right now. Um, he went the other day. I like anything by Chris Renzema. I love that man with my whole heart, actually. I love, I don't even know how to, Corey Asbury. Do you know that? Oh, I love yeah. all his songs. His TikToks are so funny. Have you ever seen? No, I haven't seen those. Fun fact, I actually deleted my social media. Since when? I literally DM'd you this morning. <laughs> literally last night. But <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> I will probably download it again, like in like two minutes. <laughs> but anyways, um, we want to do highs and lows. Yeah. Okay. So my low. Do we have low every time? It's because my life is perfect. Nothing is going wrong. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I don't have a low. Like, I cannot think of a low off the top of my head right now. Okay. Well, good I you. In our notes, I just wrote, like, having to get up early for school again. But that's not even a good low because my high was being back at school after spring break because I like school. So, I don't yeah. know. But my high was, so I go to Young Life. It is so fun. It's, like, my favorite thing in life. Um... And we went to dinner the other night. It was really fun seeing them because we haven't seen each other in like a long time. All of us because we were on break for spring break. So it was fun. And then also <clears throat> to go with my time, church today was so good. Um, we're doing a series in like first, second and third John called Rest Assured. And today we talked about uh, first John four, one through six. Um, and like testing everything by the word of God. And it was really good. It was a really good message. Last week's was really good too. They're all really good, but yeah, those are my highs. Um, my highs and lows. My low is that I'm just like, I have like bad allergies right now. And like, I've just been kind of like sick off and on for the past couple of days. Like I'll just have like a bad headache and stuff. It's weird. But that's also why if my voice sounds a little weird this episode, it's because I'm like, dealing with some allergies so that's my low but it sounds, my high, 
What? Your voice sounds better, though. Good. <laughs> I don't sound like a man anymore. <laughs> Ooh, what day did you miss school? Wednesday? Yeah. She missed school Wednesday and Thursday she came back because she was fine. It was just her voice was literally gone. Yeah. She sounded like... Was fine. I sounded so bad, but it's whatever. Um, someone actually told me, they're like, your voice sounds way better. Like, normally it's just so high-pitched. And I was like are you kidding me? That's so mean. <laughs> like, why would they even do that? But it's fine. Um, and it- yeah. So then my highs for this week were, well, last weekend, I think I hung out with some girls from my church and that was really fun. We just like got lunch and thrifting and stuff. And that was fun. I just, I've been hanging a lot out a lot more with like the girls from my church and I think that's good because like I'm trying to like step out of my circle more which if you listen to that podcast we love you we love you anyway but we love you even more um so yeah and just like hang out with more people um and then my other high is also my sermon at church today was really good it was on psalm 64 we've been going through the psalms for literally like two years but the Psalms are so good. Um, and today it was just talking about like how God acts in response to our prayers and just like how we should wait on the Lord and like trust in him. Um, and just like how we can rejoice in the Lord, even when our circumstances aren't great. And um, one thing I wrote down that I really liked for the sermon is it said, God is worthy of worship, no matter our circumstances. So I just thought that was a really good reminder, like for me right now, and just like, in general, it was really good. That's really good. I like that. Uh, is that all you have? Yeah, that's all my highs. Uh, if you listen to last week's podcast, which was so good. So uh, good. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Miss Brittany Rush on the podcast. <laughs> we love her. But that's besides the point. Um, last week's challenge was to start a journal um we both already journal but I feel like I tried this week to like cultivate more of a routine more of a routine in general just with like my time with the Lord but specifically in journaling because that was a challenge so what I did was each day well I guess I didn't journal every day I did my best so it's okay um yeah so, but, so I would right before I would go to bed I would write and when I write in my journal I write typically to God, like I'm talking to God. Um, and <laughs> I don't know. Why, but... Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> okay. Right, like I'm talking to God. Um, and I start like, pray, like, I, okay, okay. Let me, let me start over. <laughs> In my journal, um, I start with like praising God for who he is and what he's doing in my life. And then I will brain dump whatever the heck is going on in my life or in my head, because that really just helps me process my like emotions and anxiety and all the things. Um, but then I don't leave it like that. I end my journal entry with either writing down like a Bible verse or scripture um, or just reminding myself of who God is and praying that his will will be done in my life and that has really helped me a lot processing like my feelings and emotions lately yeah 
Um, to be totally honest with you guys, I really journaled like twice over the past couple weeks. <laughs> but like, that's okay. Um, part of it was one of those weeks we were on spring break and I did not bring my journal. So um, that's okay. But I do normally journal. But when I have been journaling, I it's my journal is just full of prayers and just like me talking to God and just like asking him to work in my life and show him his will for like everything. Um, but another thing I've been doing is I will write out like a lot of like scripture or like Bible verses in my journal. So if I'm like reading a passage and like a certain verse sticks out to me, I like to write it in my journal. Um, I don't really know why. I just feel like when I write it down, it's just like, I remember it better. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but it just like helps me personally. So yeah, I love journaling. I'm trying to get better at doing it every day because I used to do it like every night before I went to bed, but recently I've just kind of like fallen off that. So I need to start doing it more. Awesome. Do you want to introduce the topic for today? Sure. This week we are going to be talking about contentment um, because when we were thinking through topics, we just decided that this would be a good topic Um, It was on our list. Before we started the podcast, we made like a long list of topic ideas. Um, But we just feel like this is something that many people, including us, struggle with because it's like it's very easy to place our hope in like worldly things to satisfy us. But these things, no matter what they are, like relationships, money, success, achievements, literally the list could go on and on and on. Um, These things will never truly satisfy us. And we definitely live in a world where there, the world is constantly throwing the idea of more at us, more fame, more money, more relationships, more beauty standards. But following this mentality will never bring the lasting contentment that comes from putting God on the throne of our lives. And mm-hmm. the whole foundation of our contentment should be on God. So that's what we want to talk about this week. Yeah, so this whole episode, we're really just going to be like diving into God's word and scripture because like Christina said, the whole foundation of our contentment should be God because he is the only one who can satisfy the deepest desire of our hearts. So Um, do you want to start by defining contentment? Yeah, so uh, contentment, according to dictionary.com. Well, I know, bougie. Fine as satisfied with what one is or has, not wanting more or anything else. We're going to start with Psalm 63, specifically verse 1. Um, and in this verse, we see a very powerful way that David describes God. So I'm going to read it. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. As in a dry and windy land where there is no water. So in your Bible, like if you have like a I can actually a lot too. So when you have the psalm, it'll say like the little title at the top. I don't know what that's called. Like yeah, you know just like the thing under like the the title of yeah. Psalm on David. Um, but it says that David, when he wrote this, was in of Judah, which is so funny to me that David wrote this psalm while he was in the desert wilderness because that's the very place that you would think you would want water so bad. Um, but David says, my soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So David's basically saying my body wants water, but my soul desires God. In other words, our bodies and our minds, 
may be desire or may desire to be satisfied by this earth, but deep down our souls really thirst for the Lord. Um, and where so many people would see a physical need, which I probably would also see if I was David in the wilderness, I'd probably be honestly praying, God, can you bring me water? Yeah. But David for more of God. And that really just like stood out to me because that is an example of a heart seeking contentment in the Lord solely. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, next, we kind of wanted to talk about John 4. So this is where Jesus is talking to the woman of Samaria. So to kind of give you guys some context, Jesus is by himself at this well in a town in Samaria. The town is called Samaria. Um, and this woman comes to the well to draw water because they would go once a day to like fill up, I guess, I think they filled up pots with water and they would bring them back for like their cooking and their cleaning and all that stuff. Um, and so Jesus asks her for a drink and she says, let's see, sorry, I just lost my place. And in verse 10, Jesus answered her. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father, Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. So when Jesus is talking in this passage, he's talking about something so much deeper than like the literal water in the well. He's talking about himself as the living water and the greatest fulfillment. And he's saying, if you drink the living water, you will never thirst again. You will never need worldly satisfaction again once you get a taste of the satisfaction that I can bring you. Um, and this is kind of an out there example that we thought of, but just go with it. <laughs> if you think of the world as soda and Jesus as water, soda tastes great. And like, we like soda, um, but our bodies crave and require water to function properly. Like if you only drink soda and you don't drink water, you're not going to feel great and you're not going to be satisfied. So likewise, our spirits require the living water, Jesus, to be satisfied and content. Yeah, the world and the things of it ever satisfy us because they weren't designed to. Um, and when we try and find contentment in relationships or money or grades, it doesn't work because God created us. And there is a God's space inside of each and every one of us that can only be filled by him. He is our living water. And when we try and drink, quote unquote, drink the thing in this world, which are really bad things, but they become detrimental. feeling more empty. just like when Jesus said everyone who drinks of this well will be thirsty again because it's not really satisfactory it's not really bringing contentment only the living water can satisfy the deepest desire of our hearts um we drink from the fountain of the living water when we spend time in deep relationship with Jesus the creator of our hearts that we can begin to find contentment yeah <laughs> And kind of going back to what Katie read at the beginning, Psalm 63, in this Psalm, David has nothing except God. And we can put our hope in other things, but the only one 
who truly deserves our hope. The only one worthy of our hope is the Lord. And it's easy for us to, from a distance, be like, oh, the things of this world seem so appealing. They would definitely make me happy. They would definitely, I would feel content if I had this or this, whether it's a relationship or success or money or any of those things. But ultimately those things are foolish and will bring destruction and will enslave us. Um, And as Christians, we live in the world, but we are not of the world. This world will never fulfill us because we're created for something greater. This world is not our home. And I think that's something really important um, that I try to work on is like having an eternal perspective. And that helps me feel more content, definitely. But we're created for something greater and we will never feel truly deeply loved or fulfilled or satisfied as long as we're searching for those things for love, fulfillment, satisfaction in the world. And allowing ourselves to be fulfilled by worldly things temporarily is cheating ourselves out of the much greater fulfillment that Jesus can bring. Yeah. I think that when we say our circumstances have to change for us to be happy, that is a signal that we're finding contentment, well, not actual contentment, that we're trying to find contentment in the things of this world. For example, if you're saying, oh, I was married, then I'd be happy. Right. Or if I got that promotion, I'd be happy. Or if I got into this school, then I could finally do X, Y, Z. That in itself is a sign that we're not really content, that we're not really um, having God on the throne of our hearts. Because if we are content and if our sad is rooted in Christ, then we'd be able to say, oh, even if I am never able to have kids, my joy is still in the Lord. Yeah. Or even if I never get this job, I can still have the joy of the Lord and the strength of the Lord, like keeping me going. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to say sometimes because like, we can truly feel like if I, like, if I don't have this, I won't be happy, but it takes faith in the Lord to say, okay, God, I'm going to give you this desire. This is something that I really want. And I feel like it would make me happy, but ultimately I'm going to put it in your hands. And like, if this isn't, if this isn't what's best for me, if this isn't going to, I mean, it won't fulfill me, but if this isn't what you want for me, then take it out of my life. And that's a hard prayer to, hard prayer to pray. But when we take that step of faith, when we pray that prayer, the Lord will act and he will be by our side. He will work through us. And ultimately we're going to come out on the other side, feeling so much more joyful and ultimately glorifying him, which is our whole goal in the world. Yeah. Which kind of of leads us into the next uh, verse that we wrote, which was Psalm 37, four, which says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. When David is writing this Psalm, he's not saying, Oh, God's going to give you that boyfriend because your heart desires it. Um, The desires that we have, no matter how badly we want them to be filled, Um, whether it's a relationship or money or grades, they'll never satisfy us. They'll never make us content. Why? Because like we talked about earlier, God did not create us for this world or the things of it. He created us for himself. Therefore, only he can satisfy the desires of our hearts because they desire him. Um, And we realize that, that we can start living out of a content heart. I have been reading well I guess I actually finished it the other day I finished Ecclesiastes the other day I read through it the past couple weeks um and it was uh, 
Solomon wrote it, um, which is so ironic because Solomon was like the man who literally had everything um like a zillion wives and a lot of money and all the things um that we associate uh chapter nine or chapter two verse really stood out to me when i read it um i'm gonna read that so it says so i became great and surpassed all who were before me in jerusalem also my wisdom remained with me and whatever my eyes desired i did not keep from them I kept from my heart no pleasure, and from my heart found pleasure in all my toil, and this was my reward for all my toil. Then I considered all that my hands had done and the toil that I had experienced in doing it. And behold, all was vanity and a striving after the wind, and there was nothing to be gained. Wow. Um, That really just, like, spoke to me because uh, Solomon, who had so much, like, from a worldly perspective, he lacked nothing, really. But here he is sitting down writing. It's all vanity. It's all meaningless. It doesn't matter. Um, and that's not because like money is bad. Not because having a spouse, having one spouse is bad. <laughs> um, those things aren't bad. But when we take God out of the equation or when we place those things above God, that's when everything becomes meaningless. Vanity. You're striving after the wind, just like Solomon talks about. Um yeah yeah no matter how much we have and we really see this in the example of Solomon we will never truly be satisfied and I do think it's easy for us to like look at people on social media or those around us and subconsciously think if I had a life like them I would be satisfied if I just had this one thing then I would be satisfied then I would be happy and that's a lie that's not true but I love that example of Solomon because it just really shows us that no matter what our lives look like on this earth, we will never be content and satisfied apart from the Lord. And I think that's just a good reminder that we have everything we could ever need in God. Um, so let's place our contentment in him, not the things of the world. And right. then I also wanted to kind of talk about this isn't like a new struggle for like as long as we've been around since literally creation, humans have searched for satisfaction and fulfillment. Um, we can look all the way back to the garden and see, like, in the story of Eve and, like, the fall. Eve wasn't content. Like, she could eat from any tree in the garden, and yet she chose to eat from the, the one tree out of many that God told her and Adam not to eat. And it wasn't that she wasn't blessed. She was literally walking with God, like, physically with God day after day. They had all these, like, other trees, but she wasn't satisfied because she was looking for satisfaction in something of this world. Yeah, just like the, the definition we said in the beginning, not wanting more anything else. So Eve's lack of contentment wasn't because God had something that God was withholding from her. Like right. her and Adam were really with God in the Garden of Eden because Eve didn't have God on the throne of her heart. Therefore, she wanted more. She wanted something else. And then, like, birthed into sin. And here we are now. Yeah. That's not to say it's, like, oh, it's, like, Eve's fault. But, like, whatever. We're just saying, like, everyone for forever has struggled with contentment. Um, And it's always, like, a battle to place our contentment in the Lord. Right, right. Um, When David says that phrase, delight yourself in the Lord, that means that we surrender and submit our will and our plans 
um, we trade them in the perfect will of God. So our will then becomes aligned with God's will, and therefore his desires become our desires for us. Um, when we start praying for God's will to be done in our lives, that's when I started seeing a big shift in my faith. Um, I felt more confident in myself and what God was doing in my life. Um, and I just felt more content. I feel more content in where God has me right now, what he's doing in my life, because um, I have submitted my plans and traded them for his plans. Yeah, to be content, we kind of have to be like aligned with God's purposes. Um, I wanted to read a couple of verses. First, Proverbs 3, 5, which says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. And then Isaiah 55, 9, which says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So both of these verses are kind of talking about the same thing. Like, I think a lot of the time we think, oh, like my way is best. Like, I, I know what would make me happy, but really we don't. <laughs> um, and only God can make us truly fulfilled. But we just have to remind ourselves, sometimes I think we lose sight of like who God is. Like God knows everything. And that seems like such a simple thing, like even like little kids know that. But I think a lot of the time we don't let that impact the way that we live our lives. Like we kind of think, oh, I know better in this situation. I have a better perspective. I know what's going on. I know what I need. God doesn't know that, like whatever. But he does. And his plan is so much better than ours, even when in the moment, maybe we're going through something that does not seem like something we would want to go through. And ultimately, we just have to keep reminding ourselves about the truth of who God is um, and how his ways are higher than our ways. Uh, he's above it all. He sees from a much bigger perspective, from an eternal perspective. And we only see right here in this moment what's going on. And so it's a lot easier for us to be content when we're constantly focused on the truth of who God is. Like God is faithful. God is just, God is merciful. Like you could go on and on about his different attributes. And when we're focused on those things, we're a lot more content than when we're focused on the circumstances that we find ourselves in. Because if all day long you're focused on your circumstances, you are not going to be joyful and you're not going to be content. And that's just the way it is because like our lives on this earth are not perfect. And we're going to go through a lot of things. And no matter what that may be for you, if you sit down and you start thinking about here are all the ways my life isn't going how I want it to, you will be depressed. But it's just so important to focus on the truth of who God is. Right. And I think oh, it's so easy for us um, on another note. I think it's so easy for us to say we're content with the season of life God has us in or what we have when in reality we're just living in complete and utter comfort. So we don't even notice. We're just happy with the things that we have. Um, we want God, yeah, but we also want more. We want to be popular. We want more followers on Instagram. We want more money. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Um, the point is, if God is not first enough for us, nothing else ever will be. And Paul gives us the secret to being content in Philippians 4, 12 through 13, when he says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation whether well-fed or hungry, whether living or not, I can do all this through him who gives Paul, Paul is the perfect example of someone who was so content in the Lord. And it really encourages me so much. Like he was thrown in prison, yet he was still like singing worship to God. And that, that is just a heart so content in the Lord and, and who God is. Yeah. 
it is very encouraging to look back through scripture and see how so many different people found true contentment in the Lord. Um, like Ivan, Daniel comes to mind for me because I read Daniel a bit ago and um, like a few weeks ago and Daniel was literally thrown into a lion's den full of, I don't know how many, but a lot of hungry lions that were literally going to eat him and kill him. And he still had faith and peace. <laughs> I mean, he still, like, he still had contentment because he knew who he belonged to. And he knew um, no matter what happens, like, even if I do die in this lion's den, like, God is still good. And I think it can be easy a lot of the time, like Katie was saying, like, when our life is going well, it's easy for us to be content. When our external circumstances are great, it's easy to be content. No matter who you are, whether you are a Christian or not, you're going to be content when your circumstances are great. That's just like how it works. But when we actually put our hope in the Lord, when our circumstances kind of suck, that's when we're going to see growth in our lives. Like it's easy when life is good, but what about when it's not? Mm -hmm. And the peace and contentment that we find in God is not circumstantial. It doesn't waver based on our mood or the season that we're in or the people around us or like, any of those different things that will impact our contentment when we're trying to find it in the world. And a lot of the time we try to allow our circumstances to steal our, steal our joy. But that's why, again, like we've been saying, you have to focus on the Lord and who he is and our reliance on him. And for me personally, that takes like a really big weight off my shoulders. I did want to read another verse for you guys. Um, it's in Habakkuk. It's chapter three, verses 17 through 19. And it says, though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread in my high places. Um, the beginning of that can be a little hard to understand because it's talking about like a farm. It's like if the tree doesn't like produce fruit, if the plants don't grow. But I think what that's talking about is like in that time, I think that was a lot of like their economy. That's like how they survived was like, they're like not gardens, they're like fields and their farms and stuff. So they're saying if like our farm fails, if like, this is basically their life. Like if all our circumstances go wrong, no matter what happens, I will still take joy in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. And he's saying, God is my strength. I come to the end of myself when my circumstances are all failing and then God takes control. And I think that's a really good example of this godly contentment. A really good example. Godly contentment is more focused on who God is and our reliance on him that the circumstances that surround us. Um, and I know at least for me and for us that that takes off of our shoulders. Um, because he who seeks the Lord lacks no good thing um, and will only truly have a contentment and joy when we are fully focused on God, no matter our life or our season or our circumstances. Um, and I wanted to read, did you have anything else? I wanted to read something to close. Yeah, I want to read that. Okay. Um, Psalm 23. I love this psalm. It says, the Psalm of David, it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me pasture. He the waters. He restores my. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the 
valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, for your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yeah, I did want to say something super quick. Um, sorry. But we were talking at the beginning kind of about, like, this idea that some people have that, like, the Lord's going to bless you with, like, money and, like, vacations are just, like, all these things that like we desire things of the world because you follow him. But I don't know the exact verse, but I know that the Bible says like in this world, we will face trials for being Christians. And like, that's a hard truth to hear, but we shouldn't come into our faith with this expectation that like, we're going to be blessed with things of the world because God never promises that anywhere. He does promise us that he's going to bless us with like supernatural joy and with his presence and an eternity with him. And those things are much greater than things of the world, but he doesn't promise us that we're going to be prosperous on this earth or like even like happy by worldly standards, if that makes sense. Right. No, that's like, if you look at the people in the Bible who were the most content with the, like the littlest or the people who walked so closely with God, such as Paul and such as David. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I like that. There's John sixteen thirty three. It says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. That's what Jesus said. Yeah. Awesome. Amen. Um, so that's it for what we wanted to talk about, but we do have a challenge this week for you guys. Um, it's super simple and practical. So our challenge for you this week is to write out Psalm 63 verses 1 through 4. Katie, do you want to read that really quick? Yes. Uh, let me turn there. Okay. Psalm 63, one through four. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. Flesh faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. Yeah. We want to... We so we both do this. We both write out like scripture and post it um on our mirrors or on our bedside table or on our wall or anywhere. I have some in my locker, and I think you do too. Um, just because we live like I feel like so many people do like affirmations lately. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, thank yeah. you. But if we're not affirming ourselves in the word of God, like it's useless. Um yeah. and so yeah, this is just like our practical challenge for this week. Write it on like a piece of paper or a sticky note and stick it um put it on the dashboard of your car or wherever. So when you're getting in from your day at work, you're like, okay, I had a terrible day, but my contentment is in the Lord, my joy is in the Lord. Right. Um, yeah. That's I think that's all we have, right? Don't yes. forget to Instagram um at as we're learning podcast. Um, oh yeah. If you do DM us podcast episode ideas. Or- yeah, but I actually have a funny story. So the other day, or like a couple weeks ago, I posted on the Instagram story <laughs> of like a little cute picture. I was like, send us episode ideas, did a question box. No one put anything. No, I love you guys, but nobody ever posts. Like, like nobody we, ever. Like we did a prayer request one. No one put anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is so exciting, but this is the first 
time that we put like an episode idea, we got two episode ideas mm-hmm. that we've done. Yeah. Um, yeah. We so, like, honestly. Oh my gosh! I just spilled a cup of water. <laughs> <laughs> just like you think, though. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyways, if you're even listening to the end of this episode, like you are the I, best ever. I love I, you. What? I said I pray whoever's listening feels convicted for not. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like putting you guys need to do a better job. Like we love you, but this is not okay. <laughs> This is not okay. <laughs> this is not okay. But anyways, um, I think that's it. Bye. All right, bye. We love you. <laughs>